Star Trek podcast on the internet where they just have all sorts of dick jokes. I'm Jeff. I'm a walking dick named Josh. <laughs> That's true. Nah. Jizz, jizz, jizz. jizz. <laughs> Or if you never it? listened to M Class before, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media and we pick it apart and we tell you, the paying audience, pay hopefully, whether it's good <laughs> or not, whether it's worth your trek time or you could trek shove it up your butt, one or the other. Trek shove it up your butt. That's our that's our scale. It's on our shirts. Trek oh. shove it up your butt. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we actually got an email from uh, T Public, which is like the bad T-shirt site that took down all of our shit. Oh right, yeah, they mad at us again no, for something. They want us to be a fucking affiliate and use like fan art that's approved by CBS to make Star Trek shirts. Well, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Like they have uh, like a thing that you can pick fan art from to use for shirts. And number one, that's fucking sketchy as shit. Yeah, that's like, that's like worse than stealing somebody's thing. It's the same, it's like the same thing. Like, I'm guessing that Public paid them like a nominal fee for their art and now they're just using it on whatever the fuck they want, which is garbage. Man, it's almost like the web, the t-shirt website you created is a, a joke of itself now. Seems like it, right? Since, what the fuck is that even? Here's some stock images you can use on a t-shirt and buy from us, and also we'll take all the money. What? This is like a fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's like you get a, a bigger, the person who sent us the email was like, you get a bigger cut of the profits, and I'm like, oh boy, $4. Oh, oh wow. I'm excited. Thanks, Thanks Public. This episode brought to you by Public. T-Public, shove it up your track butt. (laughs) Shove it up your track butt. This week on M-Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about the Star Trek The Animated Series episode uh, from Season 2. It's Episode 5, How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth. How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth, Jeff. Which just rolls off the tongue. It's a great title. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like... uh, Am I saying... uh, Every time I read it, I'm like, am I saying this correctly? Like, is this the way I'm supposed to be saying it? I have not Googled it correctly once, so... Uh, Yeah, I I Googled uh, Snake's Tooth. I was like, Star Trek animated Snake's Tooth, and it came up, and I was like, cool. It comes up no matter what you type in, which makes me think that no one's ever Googled it correctly. (laughs) Is it an iambic pentameter? Is that why we can't say it right? Oh, probably. Shakespeare fucking loved that iambic pentameter. Was that that him, right? That was him. Yeah, fuck you, Shakespeare. Nah, I like Shakespeare. Like, at this point, I'm unbelievably tired of Romeo and Juliet narratives. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sick of that. I'm tired of it, but I'll I'll do with some more Macbeth narratives. Murdering your king and then having to kill a bunch of people to cover it up. Hell yeah. Yeah, that sounds like fun. (laughs) Um, The TV Guide pull quote for this episode is, The Enterprise encounters a being that once visited the ancient peoples of Earth, which is about half the episodes of Star Trek that exist, I think. Yeah, this episode and the last one we watched are, like, the same episode. It's true. This is uh, because they're part of the God collection given to us by Boston Sean and chosen by me. Nobody voted on it this time. Oh, man, you, you like, pulled rank on him. Hell yeah. I'm big time like... in all of you. There's nothing you can fucking do about it. Don't you touch think me. this is a game? <laughs> you think this is a fucking game? Um, 
I wanted to point out that uh, this episode was directed by Bill Reed, even though it says in giant fucking uh, cursive font, <laughs> directed by Hal Sutherland at the end. He had nothing to do with this entire season. They just didn't want to make a new credit card. And they just... <laughs> Like man, TV is wild in 1974, man. This, this show is a, a filmation joint. Yeah, and uh, you <laughs> a might filmation joint. You might know filmation as being probably the worst animation company that ever existed. Like, I mean, they don't want to make a, a a title card. That's like really. I mean, how hard is it? It couldn't take more than like 20 minutes to put together a title card. I mean, now it would. Now it would take like 10 minutes. Back then, maybe a day, right? Like, I mean, if you're painting that shit up good, but this is filmation we're talking about, they could have done it in a couple hours. It wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) Filmation is most famous for doing the, not the opening title or ending title sequences, but the middle parts of He-Man and She-Ra, where it looks like garbage. Yeah. Yeah, well, why was the titles always better in those? It's a trick you those. were watching it. Oh, uh, and to buy the toys. Yes. They could use the title sequences in commercials. That's right. That's smart. Do you remember, like, I, I started following <laughs> Got Mad Ads on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, me too. And uh, do you remember when they used to just put fucking, like, full animated cartoons and commercials and it like it had to cost so much money i mean nowadays like can you imagine now being like uh hey we have to make a commercial and the animators are like what yeah i mean like they do why they do like the 3d character jumps around the real world commercial still for like cereals and shit but like uh I was there was like a Captain Crunch ad that was like thirty seconds, but it was like a full like Disney or Looney Tunes short where like there was a beginning, middle, and end in thirty seconds. <laughs> the the backstory of Captain Crunch. Yeah, he used to have a villain whose name was Lafitte. Oh, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, and Lafitte wanted to steal his cereal as all cereal villains do. <laughs> Why are they? Uh, whatever. I was thinking of the one with the uh, Ninja Turtles, and it was just like not uh, like it was for the toys, but it, they didn't show any of the toys. Oh yeah, it was all animation. It was like an early like nineteen eighty eight commercial, they and like made I, the toys yet. Yeah, I guess they didn't make them yet. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Like, but they knew they knew they were gonna get sold out. They're like, whatever, they'll buy it. I did. I, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> like I did too. But I'm thinking about like the commercials for like McDonald's and shit, where like McDonald's had like sonic toys let's say (laughs) yeah and there is a specially crafted sonic cartoon that happens in the commercial that's just made for the commercial and it's like 15 seconds long or something right and that so how much work is hundreds of thousands oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i guess mcdonald's paid for it though right i mean i guess that's the deal McDonald's can pay for fucking anything, though, so it's not shocking. Man, yeah, it sucks when, like, you start to get, like, nostalgic about a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are we? That's what like, God what Ads is, though. It's just nostalgia yeah. for commercials. I love, the, I love the ones where it's, like, Halloween and it's, like, some, like, 
Bobo-ass Channel 11 oh, or yeah, something, like, and they're come like... Come down to the Haunted yeah. Mansion on 3rd Avenue. That shit rules, I love man. that so much. And they always There's have, one. like, a mascot who's Dracula. Yeah, always a Dracula, because it's easy. I love them. <laughs> um, That's a cool Twitter. It's really it's really fun. I, yeah, I, I, I'll say there is an M-Class endorsement for that Twitter. You yeah. should follow it. He did one. I, I, I'm assuming it's a he. I think it's. I think it is. Uh, they they did one the other day that was uh, about the Hogan Family Show, and the tweet was like, "Nobody from my generation didn't watch this show, but nobody ever talks about it." <laughs> and I, I was like, "Never heard of it." Weirdly, because Jason Bateman was in it, and I remember when Jason Bateman started coming back, and I was like, "The guy from the Hogan Family." <laughs> Where the fuck is he been? I felt the same way when Neil Patrick Harris started coming back. I was like, fucking Doogie Howser has a career now? Well, there are all those, like, 80s, like, boy, teenage character actors, right? Like, Jason Bateman, Michael J. Fox, Doogie. Um, Uh, Fred Savage came back. Fred Savage. He's he's in a show right now, actually. Yeah. And also, he's the voice of, like, a Kia commercial or something. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's the voiceover, and it's I automatically know it's him, even though I'm not that familiar with him as an actor. I just know it's him. You can hear it. My mom loved The Wonder Years, not the band from Philly. Yeah, the the show was like all right, but it was what it suffered from that late '80s, early '90s show problem, where like sometimes it was like funny ish and then sometimes it was like serious oh, like about growing pains and it didn't like it straddled the line like they didn't really know how to do that really like no. then I, I don't think scrubs hadn't come out yet they didn't know yeah I was, gonna, I was gonna say like scrubs and like uh like even like futurama right because yeah. futurama is like funny all the time but then it's serious yeah Futurama does that gut punch well in a lot of... Not just the dog. Everybody remembers the dog, but... There's a few of them. Futurama does that gut punch well because it's so funny all the time, and then when it does get serious, you're like, oh, shit, I was expecting that. Oh. Yeah, the Simpsons started to do that. Like, in the mid-20s seasons, they started pulling more of that shit out. Um, The Simpsons got, like, a little touchy-feely at a certain point, actually. Yeah. With that. But anyway... Back to Star Trek. <laughs> uh, we got lots of time to kill yeah, this. This is a half-hour episode, so and yeah, not a lot of happens on it. Not so. a lot happens in this. Uh, this yeah. episode was uh, co-written by David Wise and Russell Bates, and uh, David Wise, I thought it was interesting, wrote for cartoons for an incredibly long amount of time. He started out on Transformers after this. Oh, okay. And uh, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for nine seasons. Wow, this guy is, he's like in the pantheon of like our childhood yeah. cartoons. Fucking Jim. I loved Jim. Batman the Animated Series. Oh my fucking God. Wildcats. And fucking in 2010, he wrote like a Doctor Who spinoff drama. Is it animated? Uh, I think it was a like an audio drama, but he like wrote oh. it and it was released in like 2010. So he was he was like at it. I think he's still alive. Man, he worked on like really awesome cartoons. It, Wildcats. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how long that series lasted. <laughs> I don't even remember it. Well, Were they in the Wild West? Were they cats in the Wild West? No, Wildcats was a comic book. It was about like a superhero espionage team. 
Uh, and it was it was created by Jim Lee, the guy who like uh, drew the X Men in the nineties. Yeah, I see it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's super. There's even like a Gambit. Yeah, there's there is a Gambit. And He's like a Gambit. They made a TV show after it. Yeah, this is like Bobo X Men. Pretty much. I mean, everything was Bobo ass X Men in the nineties. Yeah, X Men. Man, that cartoon was like so good. It was, and you know. I love the, like, reaction difference between when I was like, yeah, he did Transformers, Ninja Turtles, Jim. You were like, yeah, yeah, I love those. That's our that's our childhood. And I said, yeah. Batman the Animated Series, and you were like, oh, fuck! Yeah, because that's maybe the greatest animated series yes, ever made. It fucking is. It's like, I'm not the hugest Batman fan. Like, yeah, I me like neither. Batman, yeah. But I fucking love Batman the Animated Series. No, that, sh- that show is incredible. Like, it's like perfectly bad it's like my perfect batman oh, yeah. it's like a work of art too it's yeah. like this like gothic art deco mashup and it's beautiful yeah and then and talking about gut punch episodes there's the one with uh, clayface with the girl oh, yeah that was a huge gut punch and you're like wow this is fucked up <laughs> like batman the animated series is the only show that could take like fucking clock king <laughs> and right. make and an amazing episode make it interesting right <laughs> yeah. i love the one i always talk about the one uh where he's like trapped in a safe or something and it's gonna blow up and and scarecrow has him in a a, a dream state mm-hmm. and in his dream state he's not batman anymore he's just bruce wayne and like oh, yeah and he like he can't read the he, newspaper yeah he can't read and he's like something's wrong and like he he breaks himself out of it because in real life in his reality he doesn't call himself Bruce Wayne he calls himself yeah. Batman and I was like that's the most fucking badass shit I've ever fucking heard <laughs> in my life Batman shit like god damn that rules like my favorite Batman villain is the Riddler it always has been I fucking love the Riddler Jim Carrey Riddler no not not the Joker in green I like the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, double Joker. Yeah. The Batman the Animated Series Riddler is absolutely perfect because he's just like dunking on Batman constantly. Like you, yeah. you work with the mind of a child, Batman. Yeah. He's like smarter Joker. He's I guess Joker's pretty smart, but the thing the thing about the Riddler is like he doesn't he doesn't tell jokes or anything. He mostly just shits on Batman for being dumb. Which is yeah. very entertaining. But like the animated series version of the Riddler is like a technical genius as well, and he creates like holographic traps, yeah, traps and shit. In the first I one, he like that. turns a warehouse into a maze and drops Batman and Robin into it. Yeah, that's cool. I like shit like that. That show, man, he got I away. Go back at the end of that it. episode. He's he's the Riddler. He's like one of two villains who ever got away from Batman on the show. I love. I always loved it when they would go to Arkham and then they would walk through the do the camera walk past the cells and oh, you'd yeah. see all the guys in there. Everybody's just glaring out the cell. Like yeah. I remember specifically, like it goes past and like Killer Croc is like bashing against the window. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like lifting weights or something. <laughs> <laughs> remember the? I remember the first episode was the bat, the giant Batman. Oh he yeah, had to fight the like man the bat. Batman, man bat. Yeah. The man bat's kind of like a tragic character too, because he doesn't want to yeah. become that. It's, it's I remember accidental. being like, "This is so weird." Like I was like, "This is like such a weird," because like even like at that point, I'm thinking of Batman, like Tim Burton Batman, yeah. right? 
it's a whole different flavor. My yeah. one of my favorite episodes is actually the one. It's called Robin's Reckoning. Yeah, it's the one where, like, the guy who killed Robin's parents resurfaces, yes. and Robin's yes. like, "I'm going to fucking murder him. I'm going to murder him, and yeah. nothing is going to stop me." Yeah. It's, God, that's so good. That episode has a shot-for-shot shot homage to Akira in it. That's incredible. Where Robin, like, skids his motorcycle to a stop in the same way Kaneda does in Akira. Oh, those motorcycles they had, they were fucking rad, yes. dude. I think I had the toy of that. Like, I think Oh, you lucky fuck. I had, uh, I had Batman, and I lost his cape immediately. Of course, because it had that weird clip-on yes. thing. That weird, like, plasticky clip thing. And I had Robin, and Ro- Robin came with the motorcycle, and it was, like, on super sale, because I think the show had ended at that point. They had started, oh, like, God. the new Batman adventures or whatever instead. Yeah, there was the one where it, Batman was, like, more square-jawed. Yeah. He was more, like, boxy. He looked more like I like that show too. Batman. Yeah, I like, I like that one. That one was good, too. That one was the one where they were, like... Subtly dropping hints like, oh yeah, Batman fucks Bagger. <laughs> and you were like, wait, yeah. what? The only writer in history who was into that is Paul Dini, and he's the guy who was in charge of the animated series, so he was like, <laughs> she's barely in college. Yeah. Yeah, he's like 47. <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul Dini is married to a stage magician who, uh, her whole shtick is that she dresses like Zatanna. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's... He picked a good one, then. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Star Trek. It's animated. We're talking about cartoons. Yeah, I mean, um, there's only so much we can talk about for I, a show that was on for three seasons. I did want to point out that um, besides Kirk mispronouncing uh, Kukulkan the whole fucking episode... How does he say it? He says... Uh, Kukla Khan, like Kubla Khan, but with a K. Kukla Khan. And how do you really? How do you really say Kukulkan. it? I don't know. Kukulkan. Yeah. Macaulay Kukulkan. It's Kukul Khan. Kukul Khan. Kukul Khan. Okay, I got it. And um, <laughs> the thing is, this episode was co-written by Russ Bates, who is a Native American. He was from the Kiowa right. tribe. Okay. And uh, so uh, all of the like historical significance stuff is correct yeah i i was wondering about that because i don't know because i I don't i don't know if like um walking bear like he says he's comanche yeah and i didn't know like would a comanche like have known about like south american native americans you know what i mean like i don't know don't know if russ bates would know that for sure because he's not from that tribe okay i don't know but, I mean, I'd assume uh, he didn't that, actually like, create Walking Bear is the thing. Walking Bear is from a previous episode. He just, oh, okay, that's cool. He just included him in this episode because it would be a great bridge for understanding what was happening. That's better because, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, they just, like, made a Native American guy. Yeah, I thought that that maybe was what happened as well. I was, but I was it's, really happy to learn it wasn't. Yeah, it's cool that it's not that because, you know, I, I know, like, in the seven, in the early, the mid seventies, there's a lot of like Native American like advocacy going on. Oh yeah, for sure. Because of like, I mean, I mean, as Americans, like we always should be that way because we yeah, like destroyed we, their culture. And I, I feel like if we've ever fucked anybody over, it's the Native Americans. By I far. mean, 
I mean, if we've ever really fucked anybody ever, it's looks at list everyone. I was, uh, I was gonna fucking attend that, but then, like, I was like, and also black people, and also Mexican people, and also Muslims. Okay, everybody. Okay, Everybody who isn't white, we fucked over. This list is getting longer. I don't like it. And interestingly enough, Russ Bates was the protege of Gene L. Uh, last name who last name <laughs> gene l last name yeah um and this episode is actually like dedicated to him because he had oh, just cool. passed away oh wow really gene l what's his name died like uh like early i i thought he was still hung around for a while um i i let me fucking double. I mean, I don't know. I didn't quick. i didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh no, he died uh in 1973. Okay, he yeah, this came out in 74. Well, that was like 206 back in 1973. <laughs> I mean, he probably smoked and ate red meat with every meal, so... Oh, yeah. There was like a whole other cow in his colon when they autopsied him. <laughs> if only this I is a cow. could live Mar- such a life. <laughs> the Marlboro Man, like, is like imprinted on his left lung. <laughs> I got it tattooed there because I love him yeah. so much. I love smoking. Smoke cowboy killers. Uh, let's take a quick break for some commercial messages, and we'll be right back and talk about the actual episode some, probably, maybe. We'll see. We'll be back after these messages. After the children's vitamin comes complete with the great Flintstones taste and fun character shapes kids love. We are Flintstones kids, 10 million strong. Flintstones, with the vitamins and minerals kids need and the taste they love. Now that's what I call complete. And And we're back, everybody. Hopefully, you bought that good or service. God, we yeah. gotta get some real ads on this motherfucker. Hey, we'll say your ad, and we'll do it professionally. Trust us. We're 100% professionals. There's no getting around it, everybody. Yeah. I mean, come on. Look at us. Smiles at camera. <laughs> Before we get into this episode, real quick, I wanted to point out, and I don't know if I said this on mic or not since we've been talking for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, William Shatner did not record his audio in the same place as everyone else, and there was no oversight for him doing his audio because it was done so quickly. <laughs> Where did so, he do it? He did it in New York City. He was apparently on set for fucking TJ Hooker or something. Uh, wait, that was shot in New York City? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I know he was in New York City. I don't know what he was on set for. What was he doing in New York City? Uh, let me fucking look at his itinerary. That William I had, Josh. Shatner, 1973 or yes. four. He's doing something here. 1974. Um, so the the like is called uh, Kukul Khan. Everyone mm. in the entire show calls it Kukul Khan, except for Kirk. Who uh, every single time he says the name Kuklakon is it like Kublakon? Right, like the guy, the history guy, because he knows that from history. Right, and no one uh, when th- they got the audio, they were like, "Well, what the fuck are we gonna do?" I guess we just use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 
first of all, you can't do it again. It's no. cost too much. Second of all, you're going to ask William Shatner to do it again? Uh, he, no. He, look, you say Kukulkan. I say <laughs> Kuklakan. I say sabotage. Sabotage. Uh, you say tomato, I say potato. It's the same thing. Just get over it. Just deal with it. You've heard that audio of him getting mad that they're trying to get him to say sabotage right, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but I remember it. He gets like... He's yeah, like, he's a lunatic. He's like, I don't try to tell you how to do your job. I don't try to. I don't try to take the minimum wage out of your hands and tell you how to do your job. Wow, that's really <laughs> fucking condescending. Also, the director—that is their job. <laughs> the direct, the actor—that's the job of the director. Um. Apparently, uh, well, the episode starts with an alien space probe, which is always a bad sign, right? Never good. Uh, it's approaching Earth. The Earth system, the Federation homeworld. Yeah, so they're, like, in the soul system, the solar system, right? Yes, they're in our neighborhood, right next door. Yeah, near Pluto, or Pluto was still a planet in 1973. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know if it's a planet again or not, I think they're still it's debating not. on it. It's still not, but it should be. You know what, just keep adding planets, who cares? Yeah, I want more planets, what are you doing? Yeah, get that Planet X in there, make it an even ten, fuck like, it. Ain't ain't no globe Earth, cause ain't ain't no space, cause ain't no ain't planet no, X. Ain't no globe Earth. It's ain't no planet X, cause ain't not no globe Earth. <laughs> wow, I'm very confused. Cause ain't not space. Um, the probe self destructs after sending a signal outwards into space, uh, but the Enterprise follows that signal, and. Uh, so at the beginning of the episode haven't found anything. Yeah. I don't remember this to be honest with you, this part. Um they're just sort of like cruising through like past Earth's solar system trying to find out where where the signal went. Yeah, where like where the probe was signaling to, where it was sending its information. And right. They don't have to look very far into the episode because like a straight up like Mobius style fucking yeah. ship shows up. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, a toy from the 80s shows up. Yes. It, it even has, like, the little lights in the front that are obviously sparks when you pull the metal when rod you, when you, <laughs> when you, it's like It turns into a gun for some reason, because everything was a gun in the 80s, right? It's a gun now. Oh, cool. It's, uh, they learned that it's twice the size of the Enterprise and that there's, uh, like, a force field around it that's, like, made of an energy that they can't figure out. It's right. super advanced, is the point. Yeah, it looks like uh, it was painted by, like, a hot rod guy. Oh, yeah, it looks fast as shit. <laughs> looks like a Hot Wheels. And uh, the Enterprise is, like, gonna study it a little bit, but it runs up against a wall in space, which happens so often to the Enterprise, you'd think oh, they wouldn't be shocked by it. But they Walls are. in space is such a weird idea. <laughs> like, go around yeah. the wall? Well, it turns out it's a sphere <laughs> that's, like, blocking it in. Like, it's a sphere of energy. Oh, that's and right. Like, it's, well, why yeah. weren't we, like, obliterated when we hit it? And they're right. like, oh, it's super stretchy. Oh, it's elastic, right? Yeah. yeah. And Obviously. Um, <laughs> We're we're intru- we're reintroduced because, as we said before, Ensign Walking Bear is not introduced in this episode. He's in a previous episode as well. Yeah, 
he uh, he like looks at the ship and the ship sort of changes its energy field to look like a giant feathered lizard in it's, space. It's done in that oh so artistic and not money saving at all 1973 Funimation way <laughs> <laughs> where it like they just like so, turn the opacity down on the oh, on yeah. the Kuklakan Kuklakan and uh, Kuklakan and uh, now, now I'm like confused yeah, and then it is confusing they do say it a bunch of times <laughs> the wrong way as well and they just like paste it on top of the ship and you're like oh okay I get it. it's an I energy see. field oh that's what it is. <laughs> You know what I always think about when I think about limited animation that works? Yeah. Is, like, the Hanna-Barbera action shows, like uh, Space Ghost or Birdman or, like... Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest, the Herculoids. I love Johnny Quest. And, like, Johnny Quest is, like, a cut above because it's before they, like, really started cutting corners. Like, Johnny Quest yeah. has, like, shading and shit. Like, yeah, there's, like, movement that it requires extra drawing yeah. sometimes. And those work for me because as a kid, I didn't notice that it was yeah. super, like, they reused shots and it was super, like, stilted. I remember right. watching this as a kid and being, like, they just showed that. They just showed that. They yeah, showed this it is again? this is really bad about the re like just copy and pasting and oh yeah the same lines and like our same shot different line. I mean, it's like why, uh, guys. The wildest part about that is that fucking Kirk keeps looking at the camera and smiling like he's fucking Jimmy Fallon in an <laughs> SNL skit. <laughs> like. He's he's talking yeah. about like oh we have to do something or else Kuklakon Kuklakon will like keep us here and he's supposed to be dramatic but he's like smirking at the camera right they they just have that it's like supposed to be the shot at the end of the show where he's like saying the joke yeah and it's the it's the it's the joke out right but then it's like well we could use that in a dramatic moment it's like they couldn't have just made his face less smirky no they, make that would have cost money. Make like a template of that where he's not smirking and use that. What they should have done is like that super old creepy fucking cartoon where they just cut out the mouth and a human oh, mouth. Ew, ew, no, 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 no. <laughs> I hate that. It's horrifying. And and it's like moving around on the yeah. face and you're like, wow, guys. Why? Didn't they do that in like Conan? Didn't like Conan, like the the guy, the comedian man? Didn't Conan he do O'Brien, that? Not the barbarian. Yeah, yeah he, the did, barbarian. he did that as a joke all the time. Yeah, he must have liked that. I, I can't remember the name of that cartoon, but it was so fucking. I don't terrible. remember it either. It, I hate. I hate that when when cartoons are like jarring like that. It's so weird. It's there's super a, fucking weird. There's a part in the 90s Looney Tune cartoon that they made for theaters. I think they may have done it to run before Space Jam. It was like Invasion of the Carrot Snatchers or something. Yeah, I remember that. Where the fake Daffy Duck alien has like the mouth drawn on it when he talks. No. He has no. the real mouth that moves no. when he talks. Don't like it. Stop. It's, it's terrifying. Stop doing that. <laughs> It's like Uncanny Valley. It's just, it's, uh, uh, what? Uh. Anyway, uh, Ensign Walking Bear recognizes uh, Kugel Khan. 
And if it wasn't for Ensign Walking Bear being there, Kukulkan would have obliterated the ship and apparently all of humanity as well. Good, good thing Walking Bear was on duty that day. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have been forgotten by Earthlings, all but one of you. Yeah. So I'll give you a chance to redeem yourselves. My favorite part, one of my favorite parts of this coming up is when they get zapped and Kirk is like, Walking Bear? Walking Bear! <laughs> he, like, freaks out. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Khan says that, like, you know, if you fuck up, then I'm gonna kill all your people or whatever. Yeah, he's, like, mad, because, like, again, it's, like, like Adonis. Like, it's Apollo. He's pissed that no one remembers him. And you're like, guy, what the fuck is your deal? And then, like, it turns out later that he's just, like, real mad because he's, like, lonely. He doesn't have any friends. So yeah, he's, like, he's, fuck you guys. He's, like, kind of, like, he has, like, no self-confidence. <laughs> it sucks, <laughs> man. It really sucks. Uh, Walking Bear is a Comanche and has studied a lot of ancient civilizations and a lot of, like, Native American civilizations and beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so he's, like, yeah, the, the ship out there in space, because, you know, he's still a scientist resembles the god of ancient Mayan and Aztec legends. Right. The serpent, the winged serpent god who came from the skies. Uh, Kirk, being uh, the same Kirk from Who Mourns for Adonis, is like, <laughs> maybe it's the real one. Yeah, yeah. And Spock is like, yeah. eh, could be. <laughs> could, be could be, boss. You uh, got whatever you say, boss. Whatever pushes the plot forward. I'm barely in this episode. <laughs> I'm phoning it in. <laughs> this Literally, I'm on the phone telling you these lines. <laughs> the uh, Spock part of this episode is like the same thing that happens in Who Mourns for Adonis, except he's like an asshole to Uhura instead of like talking her up. Yeah. Uhura's like, shouldn't we try and save him? And he's like, no, you fucking dumb asshole. Do your job. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Uhura. <laughs> but uh, Kirk's like, why would Kukulkan, why would Kuklakan want to destroy us? Yeah. And then McCoy gets teleported out. Scotty gets teleported out. Walking Bear gets teleported out. And Kirk. Uh, and, uh... Kirk gets teleported out. It's four of them, but four of, like, the weirdest combo. It's strange combo. Because Scotty's there, and, like, I guess uh, he was there for uh, Who Mourns for Adonis, right? Like, he... Yeah. It's like, did they just, like... They're like, let's just do this again. Maybe. Let's just make this episode Now again. that you mention it, maybe. Because it's the same setup. It's the four yeah. characters, except Walking Bear replaces the lady. The lady, yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's like, they were like, let's, why, why step on a good thing? <laughs> it worked the first time, question mark, did it? You know what? You're fucking 100% <laughs> right. This episode is a remake. Yeah, it's just, a, they just like took an episode and they were like, do it this way. We'll just put the Aztec god. I'm, it, it is Aztec, right? I don't want to. Mayan and Aztec. Mayan and Aztec, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> um, they get teleported inside the other ship and, uh, Walking Bear gives a little bit of a history lesson that uh, in the legends, 
KukulKan came to Earth and taught uh, the Mayans or the Aztecs, I forget which one he mentions, right. to create, like, a beautiful city. Pyramids and, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, specifically made. It's all Chariot of the Gods inspired. It's, yeah, it's fucking Chariot of the Gods. It's fucking all ancient aliens. Um, and, like, he says that if they create this city the way he told them to, he'll return, but he never did. Yeah, so this is where I'm a little fuzzy. Why didn't he? Because we didn't make it right or yeah, something? Yeah, they fucked it up. Oh, so he was like, this stone is supposed to be here! <laughs> well, really, if we're to follow the plot of the episode, the thing that the ancient Aztecs fucked up is they didn't turn the bird head statues to face the right. pyramid. They, they couldn't figure that one out, right? That, that was, was too it. much. That was... And they never a watched Indiana of Jones civilizations for. <laughs> fucked that up too. Like a bunch of them. Right, because it's like ancient Chinese, ancient Egyptian. Because they do that that chariot of the gods like leap in logic, where it's like, well, there's pyramids here, and it's like, okay, like that doesn't mean that one person taught people how to make pyramids. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: if you decide that you're gonna put bricks on top of each other, yeah, what's they the simplest a way? Pyramid. Yeah, like what's the simplest way to do that, and what's the most efficient way? Like people had lots of time to figure that shit out back in the yeah, in the old times. There was times. no TV. And yeah, most people couldn't read. So right. what the so, fuck else are you gonna do? Yeah, not not that. It's far to think like oh people have the same type of brains so they thought the same way apparently anyway <laughs> true like anyway they were supposed to be following the like mayan calendar right and and they were supposed to build the city according to its cycles and kukulkan was supposed to return but they fucked it up yeah we blew and it so th- the key... Well, of course, Kukulkan shows up first, and he's like, now I've shown you my greatness. Now fucking figure this shit out. Bye! <laughs> and so they figure out that the the city has to have some sort of signaling device in it. And it's probably, like, the giant goddamn pyramid in the middle right, of it. Right, that makes the most sense. It's like a video game. Where's the thing? Where's the key? Oh, yeah. If you if you see a pyramid in a video game, you don't try to get on top of it. Yeah, what you're, do you do. You're not fucking playing. You're not even playing a game, right? Get out of my face. Kirk figures out the Tomb Raider puzzle that you got to turn all the serpent statues so that they face the pyramid. Yeah. And which is like puzzling <laughs> 101, right? That's what you should try first. I mean, these guys are scientists, and they're like, a lot of them are like archaeologists and shit. Uh, so, yeah, my, another favorite part of mine is when <laughs> Kirk is, like, on the pyramid, and he's trying to tell everybody below to turn the heads, and it's just this weirdo long shot of him, and it's, it's William Shatner pretending to be far away from the microphone. He's like, <gasps> turn the heads! <laughs> it's, like, so fucking weird and awkward, the way he's... I really, I really want an edit, and every time I say I want an edit, it turns, like, Spivzy ends up doing it or yeah. somebody else, but I want an edit where he's like, he's like, McCoy, turn the head! McCoy! <laughs> No, McCoy! McCoy! <laughs> hey, up here! McCoy! No, turn it the other way! McCoy! <laughs> I'm coming down! Because <laughs> he no. does get fed up and goes down yeah. at a certain point. He's like, I'm coming down! Yeah. But uh, they use the signal device. 
you get teleported again. They end up... Uh, oh, no, they don't get teleported. The illusion is, like, opened up oh, <laughs> or yeah. broken like, or something. Sort of, the illusion is broken, and it turns out that they're in the middle of a ship that's just... Uh, there are a bunch of tiny little glass cages with animals yeah. in it. It looks like uh, Superman's Fortress of Solitude, sort of. It looks like that the collector. if Superman was, like, the worst pet owner. Yeah, if he was, lived. yeah. They look like they're not in an open space. Superman's has, like, that, like, area where they can walk yeah. around and shit. Like, but in, in this, they are literally in, like, cages that are the same size as them. Yeah, they're, like, fit for them. Yeah. And he's using um, his, like, illusion powers. Because all aliens have illusion powers. Yeah. Only they- humans don't. Right, he he can just do this. Apparently, I'm sure he's a lizard with wings. I guess. Sure, fuck it. <laughs> fuck but it. You can tell the writers in 1973 were smoking that 1973 weed, that dirt yeah. weed from the 70s, because this is some straight like, from the ground. This is some like, like a, a leap. This is like a, lo- a logical leap. Not that like he's magic, because like he is or no, whatever. He's, but he's got science powers. He talks about there being a power source on board that gets right. fucked up. Just like, uh, just like Adonis, just like that fucking episode. Yeah. Dude, my throat is killing me. I'm for sure getting sick. Did you um, suck a razor blade's dick? Uh, you know, I wasn't going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, they point out that there's a Capellan Power Cat, which is just a great name for an animal. This is the Power Cat. Power Cat is that's that's He Man, man. That's some He Man shit. It's true. The Capellan Power Cat, which. There was a period of time where, like, all science fiction was, what if this animal had the powers of an eel? Yeah. What if it was an electric eel cat? Yeah. And then it was like, what if this animal had the powers of octopi and it could just turn camouflage? <laughs> You're like, okay. Think outside the box. <laughs> uh Khan's machinery is what's causing all these animals to live in their own world. It's yes. like it's not him exactly. It's the machinery he's Yeah, cuz he's an alien and it has to be like logical, right? That he yeah. like he's not magic. He doesn't have magic. It's got to be tough with no hands. Yeah, um he flies at the camera a bunch at this part, and, I, and it's like it's he, they do like a hiss, and I thought I thought that was really funny. It like, was. I was like, oh man, who who's the guy who did the hiss for this thing? Because it's not like a good hiss. It's not no, like a it's like, or it's anything. Like, yeah, he's like, Wah. it's like a nineteen seventy three <laughs> smoker's lung hiss. Ah. Uh, but Kukul Khan is like they live in an Eden, a paradise. That's the, their it's the perfect holodeck. paradise. It's the, it's the fucking holodeck, right? But and inside their brains, he's like these are my only companions. Oh, he's a cat person. And I'm like, oh, it's sad. They um, talk. They talk for five minutes about how uh, the the power cat is like. Nobody can keep it in captivity. Like, like they're like really pushing this narrative of like, I don't know where it's going. I don't think it goes anywhere really. Uh, nah, they like, just let it out and it electrocutes shit. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like they're like nobody has ever caught one and kept it in captivity. And I'm like, I believe you because you said it. Because you said it a lot. And and okay, cool. Why does that matter? I don't know. <laughs> like not only like I guess. 
in a weird way, it's like showing Kukulkan's like limited scope of power because they're like, no one's ever been able to hold it, Jim. Yeah. How, how did you do it, Kukulkan? Right. Old pal. <laughs> Tell us how you did it. And he's like, I got it when it was very small. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> Please don't leave me. I promise I'll change. If, if you were to get inside of this machine, we could be BFFs forever. <laughs> Just give me another chance. I could make pancakes. Trust me, I could change. I've been going to self-help courses. <laughs> I took up knitting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what is this guy talking about? Please never leave me. I love you. Please. Please, I need this right now. I've just lost my job. <laughs> oh, Kukul Khan, you fucking self-pitying fuck. <laughs> uh, Kirk is straight up like, look, uh, no. We're not yeah. doing that. Like, yeah. we're not going to be your pets? What are you talking about? And he's like, but here's why. Five minutes of me saying why. <laughs> and you're like, wow. You have to be my my pets because you don't know what you're doing, but I do. Oh, my God. It, oh, it, yeah? Like, how? But, <laughs> but uh, b- because? I'm Kukul Khan. I'm a god. Oh, you just told us you were an alien. Both. <laughs> Same diff. Shut up, Kirk. Fucking stop undermining me. <laughs> dude, this whole part is like filler as fuck, dude. Like, it's like an explanation for the thing we already saw 20 minutes of. It's fu- How funny would it be if while Kirk and Kukul Khan were like talking, like Scotty and Bones just kept like checking their watch in the background? <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. Kirk would look back at McCoy and McCoy would make like the keep going yeah. signal. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. He'd tap the watch and go keep it rolling. <laughs> Come on. We got, we got to fill 22 and a half minutes. That's how long episodes are. <laughs> Regular episodes of Star Trek are an hour long, but we can't <laughs> fill 22 minutes. <laughs> there's, I don't, uh, well, I was gonna say, I don't think there's an action scene, but then they like bust the cat out, right? And that's yeah. like a big, but the cat that was also, that. yeah. <laughs> Spock figures out um, a way to break the energy orb. Oh, right, I forgot. The there's an energy problem. A, a B plot is the Enterprise is yeah, stuck in the some green bubble hand tape gum. Is holding it in space, so they yep, have to figure exactly. out a way through it. God, what if it was just a hand again? That would be amazing. It wouldn't make any fucking sense because Kuku Khan doesn't have any. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would explain how Kuku Khan could do all this like technological shit if he can make green hands to do. Yeah, it. he kind of just floats around like a cool like tattoo in the sky. Like he's yeah. just like like. I wonder if you- anybody ever got the like filmation Kukul Khan design tattooed on the I'll themselves. do it. If we get two thousand dollars a month, I'll do it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'll get and I'll get the the itic with green blood, green bud. Oh my god. I'll get both of them. Captain's log, gigantic hog. <laughs> Captain's log, gigantic <laughs> hog. Damn. Is it like the Enterprise with a dick? Just like Hell where yeah. the, the deflector dish is? It's just a giant dick. <laughs> Would that be the worst, best tattoo ever? It might be. 
Also, especially if the dick was flaccid. That yeah, would make it a it's million not, times funny. It's flaccid, <laughs> but it's like big and veiny flaccid. Because you don't want people thinking you got a small dick. No, everybody What would happen then? One. Everybody <laughs> knows I got a big old wiener. <laughs> everybody! God damn it. <laughs> They're gonna know. <laughs> when I show them my tat. My my tit tat because it is gonna be on my tit. <laughs> oh, it'll be on your tit. Yeah, no, that's a good spot for it. Um, Kirk and McCoy figure out their daring escape plan. It's very well thought out. They're just gonna let the big power cat out and see what happens. Yeah, they're like, uh, this could not possibly backfire. This thing that can electrocute everything is just gonna run around. It runs around, destroys every other cage, electrocutes all the machinery. And Kuku Khan is like, he loses control of everything. Yeah. And uh, the the power cat, of course, turns on Kuku Khan. Right. Because it knows. Kirk, Kirk grabs a hypo spray. And he leaps in, gets electrocuted, and hypo sprays the power cat. Which lets me know that they had absolutely no plan to stop this cat. No, they did. They just uh, let it go, and there was whatever the fuck happens now is on the cat. How we much, didn't have anything to do with it. How much hypo spray do you need to knock out a what I'm assuming is like a several ton animal? Also, it doesn't get knocked out. It lays down and starts licking its paw. Oh, it's just like <laughs> calmed. It's soothed. And then Scotty's like, "Oh, it is a wee kitty cat," or whatever he talks. I don't fucking know. <laughs> And then another kitty cat comes up and rubs on him, and he's like, I love it here. I'm a cat person. Here's here's a uh, an easier edit that you p- folks at home can make for us. Take that shot of Kirk crumpled up on the ground and put it in the crater that Yamcha's in in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I would fucking love that. <laughs> I could do that. Um... <laughs> Kuku Khan is like, you know what, fucking... Well, like, Kirk's like, we've earned our say now, haven't we? And Kuku Khan's like, you fucked up my whole life and ruined everything I've ever worked yeah, for. Yeah. But yeah. But I agree. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, this Kuku Khan is like a sad-ass old man, dude. More like fucking Cuckle Khan. Dude, <laughs> That's actually fucking hilarious. I'm really sorry. That's Mayan and Aztec culture. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious and insensitive, but also hilarious. Also, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like he's gonna go to like the strip club after. <laughs> I have to go to strip club planet now, cause I they'll, cause I want to. They'll love me there. I have the credits. <laughs> Yeah, Kirk's like he leaves. He just pisses off, and Kirk goes back to the Enterprise with his crew, and he's like, "Ah, he could have given us infinite knowledge, but the price was just too high." Yep. And then there's this part that made me fucking like guffaw when it happened. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, we're at this point. McCoy is like, "That reminds me of a line from Shakespeare." Oh God, Lear, and Kirk goes, "Yeah." I know that one too, Bones, and here it is. <laughs> he, like, jumps ahead of him. Yeah, dude, it's like, so... Cuts him off to say it. It's so stupidly written. It's and ridiculous. It's the funniest fucking cap to it is he's like, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. And yeah. Scotty go- and uh, Spock goes, you're exactly right, Captain. Like, <laughs> 
like, just rub the fucking what? salt into McCoy's wounds. <laughs> McCoy's gonna like have like a poignant Star Trek moment where they like quote Shakespeare, and Kirk's like, "Nope, taking this one. I'm the captain. I'm the main character. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm the captain now." It's so fucking funny. Oh man, it's so bad. Uh, this show is crazy, dude. Yeah, fucking Castle Coddle shows up. Castle Coddle shows up. Fuck. It's cool that we watched the last one and then we watched this one. Yeah, they're very back to. Well, I mean, Boss and Sean probably chose him for that reason. That's they're probably very why. Much the yeah. same episode. He knows. He knows what he's doing. That Boston. hopefully the next episode isn't the same episode, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Uh, apparently, Walking Bear was originally introduced in The Patient Parasites, which is another TAS episode. I watched all these, but I don't remember. The, I don't remember. I don't remember that one either. Oh, um, apparently Bates deliberately modeled this episode after TOS's Who Mourns for Adonis. Well, he modeled it so well, it's the same thing. Because Gene L. Last Name wrote that one. Gene L. Last Name. To be like a tribute to him. Okay, it's an homage. All right, I'll, I'll accept that. I will. I will accept that as a as a thing. The original title of the episode was "The Thunderbird," which is a thing from North American Native right, American right, legends, yeah. not Central or South American. You know that there's like people who like claim to see them still, right? Dude, why not me? I there's like. Him. There's, like, all kinds of people who are, like, I saw, like, a fucking, like, 30-foot bird in the sky. People are like, what? Dude, <laughs> it's a, it's fucking, a thing. It just reminds me of, like, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, why do you like Mothman so much? Because I fucking love the Mothman. Yeah. And it's because, like, Bigfoot is this, like, link between, human like, humankind right. and apes. It's the right. missing link. And it's, like, this mystery that people want to solve. Like, right. The Jersey Devil... Is like a cult as fuck. It's like right. demons and possession yeah. and monster birth. It's like a lady had a demon baby and that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's crazy. And the Mothman is for sure just a big bird. <laughs> it's just a that bird. That people saw at night. Yeah. Like an <laughs> to owl. the point when they had to make a movie about it, they were like, also, he can use the telephone. <laughs> like, you don't realize like how big birds are. Like, yeah. They're huge, like, because you don't see eagles and shit every day, and when you're, like, watching one, like, when, I had one fly over my car going to work one day, and it was really fucking low, like, a couple oh, yeah. of, like, 20 feet the off the ground, man, and I was like, that's, I was like, that's incredible, I, I went, whoa, and I, like, looked up, like, through my windshield, and I was like, what the fuck, dude, they're huge. Oh, yeah, and the thing is, like, during that time, like, ornithologists are like, yeah, that was for sure, like, a heron. Like, right, herons were off season at that time. Right. They were like migrating early, yeah. So it was for sure just a big ass heron that didn't know which way to fly. So it was following your car. My favorite ones are the the ones about little tiny Native American people, like like Indian in the cupboard style Native oh, American yeah? people. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. People like claim to like see this shit. It's crazy, dude. It's I love wild. cryptozoology shit because it's so. fucking fascinating to me. Like, it's, it's crazy. Even like if you look at it from a point of view of like this is all complete bullshit. Right, right. Which, yeah. <laughs> this is all complete bullshit right. and none of it exists. But like the psychology behind why. Yeah. What's is going so on? fucking cool. Like I believe like something's happening but what is it? Like why are people seeing this shit like why are they either imagining it yeah. or like what is going on like it's like the thing is everybody who saw the mothman because there were like 17 sightings or something like yeah. 13 maybe everybody who saw them was drunk right 
and they saw a heron, and they were like, "Oh fuck, a big moth!" Yeah, there was. Like, there have been recently. There have been sightings of Mothman's in like Chicago. Like, nah, that's that's West Virginia shit. You can't <laughs> take that. We got nothing else. I didn't what mean. To, I didn't mean to offend. I didn't mean to step on your West Virginia lore. <laughs> that's all they got, man. I guess they got the Braxton County monster, which is just an alien. Ohio is really like a hotbed for weird shit too. Like oh, yeah. all kinds of crazy weird shit happens in Ohio. Do you know about the Braxton County monster? No, I don't think so. It's it's literally like an alien landed and like a bunch of people went out to find like what the fuck it was. They thought like a plane had landed or something. Yeah. Or a helicopter. And uh, like helicopters weren't really a thing much at the time, but like they right. went out to see what the fuck it was and an alien came out. That's awesome. I love this shit. And they fucking screamed and ran away, and the alien ran away, too. It just fucking took off. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that shit. So they, like, they went and got the sheriff, and, like, he came out. Sheriff! Sheriff! It was just, like, a big fucking circular clearing in the woods that wasn't there before. I I love it, dude. There's that story about, uh, like, in, like, Normandy, or, like, Germany, or somewhere, in, like, the 1200s, like... People claim they saw this ship, like some kind of, I guess it would be like a UFO, like flying through the air, and something got like attached to a church bell, like it was carrying like a rope or something, like some kind of tether, oh, yeah. and it got stuck, and people claim to like have seen, it's like written in like, in like books from the time, like scrolls or whatever, like this thing comes out, like an alien, and like unhooks it, and shuts the door, and it flies away. It's like, what the (laughs) fuck is this crazy shit? The best thing about the Braxton County monster is that, like, everybody in the town was like, yeah, we saw it. Yeah. We saw the thing land and take off. We don't know what it was, though. I'm more inclined to believe aliens 90% of the people were like, yeah, that happened. Like, I don't know what it was, but whatever. (laughs) How do you, like, how do you go on living? No, like, if you saw an alien and, like, it was completely mind-blowing, how do you, like, continue like i know a lot of people don't they just fucking go crazy and they become alien conspiracy like breaks forever i would like to do a hypno thing to see if i've ever been abducted (laughs) oh yeah i'd be afraid if if i got abducted you'd probably remember it and like you'd do like the thing where you go to sleep and have like horrible dreams about it all the time uh yeah that doesn't sound like me (laughs) (laughs) yeah going to sleep doesn't sound (laughs) sure doesn't that part doesn't (laughs) <laughs> uh, another little fun fact about this episode is that that whole like life is too precious to be led by the nose speech right was a Gene Roddenberry thing and they just put it in because they wanted to suck up to him yeah you gotta kiss the <laughs> boss's ass every now and then right uh, I'm okay with that I'm okay with that cause it's like yeah don't let people fucking like tell you what to do I'm like that message is cool right but was Gene Roddenberry like? What did he do on this show? Just like read the script I think and he was go. Just the advisor. Was he like George Lucas on the Clone Wars, where he's like, "Oh, this looks pretty good." I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> dude, this is like my favorite fucking uh, fun fact for this episode. There's a lot of them, but this is my favorite fun fact. When Spock orders Uhura to go back to her duties, and just he's a huge fucking dick. The original way that scene was written is that Uhura was supposed to zing him. She was supposed to have, like, a, a comeback. Oh, that would have been better. But they spent two hours in the writer's room trying to come up with a comeback and could not come up with a single one. What? 
So they point they put in that she was supposed to say pointy eared fool and then whirl nah, around and go back to her duties. That's, and Michelle Nichols was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, they couldn't have thought of like a like a, I don't know, like a logic joke or something. Like like, like literally anything. You could have just had to been like, Oh, how logical <laughs> yeah, something, it's, anything. She could have been like, I heard uh, McCoy talk about how cold your blood was, but I didn't think it was true. <laughs> like, literally anything. If it was like the new movies, she would have said that, and then they would have made out hard. Yeah, she would have shoved her tongue right down yeah. his throat. They would have been in the elevator, and they'd have been arguing, and then they would have like just like fucking made the fuck out. And Spock would have been like, my boner! Oh no, I have a human boner. God, that's the part of me that's human. It's my boner! Um, and then they based, scream. <laughs> they based the Capellan Power Cat on um, David Wise's cat Nick. <laughs> his cat's name is Nick. Yeah, apparently, like they they sort of like based his mannerisms on Nick the cat, so that's why he sort of like calmly licks his paw. Oh, uh, cute! I thought they were gonna base it off of Acapella, the group from Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego. I wish, man. The Warren. Where in time is Carmen San Diego? That show was great. I fucking love it. We should just do a podcast about that next. <laughs> you know, there's a Carmen San Diego cartoon one right now. Yeah, I watched the first season. It's like okay. I haven't seen it. It's not like that good, but it's alright. I think She-Ra's way better. Yeah, She-Ra's great. She-Ra's great, yeah. They, uh,. They apparently, like, were unsure about the line at the end where, like, Spock's like, yeah, we were visited by aliens in our history, and they left much wiser than they Yeah, that was funny. And they were like, this makes Spock seem like he's an arrogant dickhead. And I'm like, yeah, so does every other line he says about being Vulcan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of, like, their thing. They're they're real arrogant about themselves. They do it way better in Enterprise. Not better, but they they really do it good with T'Pol, where she she says shit like that all the time. Where she's just like, yeah, like we did this, and it was better than you guys. It's uh, (laughs) it's like okay, cool. Um, it's it's really funny to me that like um. James Doohan does the voice of every character on this episode ex- who isn't voiced by one of the other cast members of yeah. the TOS. And it is painfully obvious. Like, he does the voice of Lieutenant Eric. Eric's. Oh, that's the three-arm guy? The three-armed guy. He is that him? Wa- he does the voice of Walking Bear. He does the voice yeah. of Kukulkin. He does all of them. He does a pretty good job. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's not like, horrible, but it's anytime, noticeable. Anytime there's a female voice, it's um, uh, Magil Barrett as well. Oh yeah, that makes series. it. Yeah, yeah. And they do a passable job for sure, but they're not like people of a million voices either. You can pretty much tell. It's like when Spike Spiegel's voice actor is in shit. Yes. And that's you're like that's Spike Spiegel. Yeah, he's in the uh, Elder Scrolls Online a ton, and every time yeah. I talk to him, I'm like. Spike Spiegel, Spike Spiegel. It's I can't get away from it. Like it's just the way it is, right? Like I don't buy for a second that this Khajiit is talking like Spike Spiegel. <laughs> the wildest, uh, one of the wildest things to me since I keep saying the wildest is that this episode 
has probably the best animation of the TAS show, yeah. even though it's not good. Yeah. But it's because they uh, sent out a lot of this episode to a Japanese crew of artists. To draw it. So, like, every time a character actually moves, like, every now and then Kukulkan will, like, move his body like a snake for, like, one second. Yeah. That's probably the Japanese crew. Yeah. Yeah, a lot it of was, this show it is... It was of considerable expense to make this show. <laughs> this episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. What, how it, much did it cost? Like, ten grand? I don't know, man, because they just fucking stand around the whole time. Yeah, it's... it's a, You're right, though. It's a little better than the other episodes where they're literally just standing there. And it's, like, cool. Like, the demon episode. Like, the Satans. <laughs> 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 like, I don't think they move that entire episode. The Satan moves his arms up, once, yeah, up, and and it's obvious tiny. they don't know what it looks like when someone moves their arms up. Yeah, they didn't go to that anatomy illustrating class. <laughs> they didn't have one of those stick figure drawing guys. You know what I mean? Those wooden, those wooden <laughs> guys, wooden yeah. drawing dummies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this episode has a few distinguishing marks for it. Mm-hmm. One is that it is the 100th appearance of Spock. Amazing. Uh, and it's also the only episode of Star Trek to win a Daytime Emmy Award up to that point. Why? So what you're telling me in 1974 yes. is that it was in, it's incredibly easy to win an Emmy. Yes. <laughs> it's like a daytime Emmy is the thing. Like, what was it up against? Like, as the world turns. Yeah, and- well, yeah. <laughs> Speed buggy? What what <laughs> fuck what else was gonna win? It's eerily reminiscent of that episode of Speed Buggy where he goes back to ancient Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> when I was writing this episode of Speed Buggy, I was really inspired by the chariot of the gods. And so I made Speed Buggy win a chariot race. Because he's a car and chariots are for suckers. Emmy accepted. Peace out. I'll take my 17 daytime Emmys, please. <laughs> oh, God. Um, in the Star Trek Files magazine... Oh, yes. Critic John Peel said, Yeah, you've all seen this before. It's a remake of Who Mourns for Adonis from the live-action show. Damn, dude. As it goes, it's a good remake, but would we? did we really need one? Wow, it's almost like the internet was still there, even in before the internet. I could feel, I could feel the seething Star Trek hatred. Yeah, it's wild that we didn't need to do this episode. It already existed in that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> we should have, oh god, we missed, we should have just made the episode be you reading that quote. <laughs> That would have been a good April Fool's Yeah, April Fool's, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to top our April Fool's joke from the first year. We had another idea, but I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either. I think we said it on air, so they know better than we know at this point. I don't remember. It's People still, to this day, will send like an email or a tweet or something, and they'll be like, hey, the audio on this episode is messed up. Yeah, it's so messed up it never was recorded. (laughs) Uh, just insert your own audio. It's silent meditation time. Put your head on the desk and think about stuff. It's a rain day. Just play Illmatic, and that'll be the episode. <laughs> Beginning to end, play Illmatic. 
Yeah, you can fit like two uh, Blink Way two albums in there. <laughs> but which two? <laughs> Probably the two good ones. Uh oh! Fuck you, Blink One. Dude Ranch so. and Enema of the State. Those are the only two ones you need. Are they still together? I don't even know. No. Well, Tom. De- Speaking of ancient aliens, Tom DeLonge is like a crazy alien guy now. Yeah, he proved that there was an unidentified flying object. Yeah, and and like the government knew about it. Yeah, and then the government was like, "Yeah, we don't know what it is," and he's like, "See, <laughs> see, it's an alien." And now and they were like, "Nah, we don't, we don't know what it is." And now it's he's an like alien. on a list. Probably he's probably like super being watched by the MIBs. The MIBs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not the Agent J and K. No, version, not the fun the, MIBs. The crazy the ones, ones whose faces change shape yeah. when you're not looking. And they act guys. and they act really weird. Like they act like super weird. Apparently. I fucking love that episode of X Files with the two with the Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura. and Alex Trebek yeah. or the Men in Black the Swamp Gas from Venus. <laughs> yeah, it was a weather balloon and swamp <laughs> gas reflecting off of the reflection of Venus. <laughs> uh, anyway. You may have noticed that we're sort of scrambling about what to talk about in this episode. <laughs> it's that would be because it's thirty it's like thirty two minute long episode, twenty two minutes. No, like it's like oh yeah, the, the the regular show. Our episode's like yeah. over an hour at this point. Yeah, we're over an hour already, which is fine. I don't really care about time. On yeah, this yeah, show. yeah. I mean it's tough to do but, the TAS ones because yeah. like they're short. And they're TAS not very is good. Tough because nothing happens on it as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, literally, there's, like, five minutes of KugelCon, like, talking. And you're like, okay. I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, you know? Yeah. There is an elephant in the room with this episode. And a giant snake with wings. Uh-oh. Josh bringing the funny today. <laughs> bringing the comedy. Waka waka. <laughs> There's an elephant in the room with this uh, episode is that a lot of people who are listening to this probably didn't see it. They probably didn't. Not- it's not on any streaming service except CBS All Access at this point. Yeah, so, uh, wow, they got us. <laughs> um, there was a true hero who I won't name, because CBS has been known to fuck with us. Yeah. Uh, there's a true hero who tweeted at us a mega upload of, yeah. a, of the episode and said, Ah, oh, some asshole's already uploaded it. What a monster. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I think it's funny that CBS is like, Get on that animated series shit now. Yeah, the only way you're going to be able to see this filmation, horrid, shitty cartoon is if you... It's not It's not terrible. It's, it's not okay. terrible, but it's it's not good. I mean... Visually, it's very not great. There's a lot of great background art. Like, the background artists on this show, like, earn their money. Yeah. Uh, nobody else did, though. <laughs> Certainly not William Shatner. No. Well, William Shatner, I love at the beginning where it's like starring William Shatner as big as the screen. Yeah, just gigantic. It's like off the screen. It's how big it is. And then it's like also starring Litter Nimoy, and it's just like real small in the middle. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> and J- or, uh, fucking DeForest, DeForest Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, and, and you're like, but there's like other people on the show. Where yeah. are their names? They you don't know, matter. They don't matter. Fuck them. Fuck Michelle Nichols. Fuck Scotty, whose name is Scotty. Scott. S- James Doohan. James Doohan. I almost called him Scott. Doohan, Scotty Doohan. Which I think his son's name is Scott. Oh, really? Actually. 
Uh, that's tough to live up to. Is he uh, plays him on a few episodes of Star Trek Continues, which I I can't recommend because the guy who created it and plays Kirk is like a pedophile. So yeah, don't watch that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> also, like his acting is a million times worse than Shatner's. Oh, the um, guy who who yeah, yeah yeah he was also the voice of uh, Edward Elric and uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Scotty's son? No. Oh, the other guy, uh, pedophile. The pedophile. Oh, I'm not short. I just like kids. There's probably <laughs> there's probably people listening right now who are like he didn't do it. I believe him. Mm, whatever. Really, the court says different. But all right. <laughs> um, Courts remember those. <laughs> remember when they mattered. Remember when the law. I don't. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> that. Tas is a weird journey because like the writing isn't any worse on the whole right but they're limited they're limited so much more which is like really crazy because the the original series is super limited even you know i mean obviously by today's standard but even by then it was limited because like how do you how do you do this shit right how do you make an alien like you you can do whatever in animation right but they couldn't because they were poor they were they weren't poor they were just cheap they they didn't want to put the money into it and i mean it's like they remade Who Mourns for Adonis with a a serpent, a flying right. serpent. Like, does that make it better? Right. Is it better? Like, no, not really, <clears throat> right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think Adonis is that good, so no, I don't think I a think remake of it is, is good. very middling. Yeah. To bad. Yeah. I don't understand why you would want to remake that one out of all the ones you could have remade. You could have picked a different one, right? <laughs> you could just pick another one. The weirdest thing is there's an episode of Star Trek Continues where Apollo shows up again, and it's like a remake again. Do people just love? They just love it. They love this. I think shit. it's the Green Hand. Oh, I it's think iconic. People remember the Green Hand as being iconic. I'm surprised that there isn't a Green Hand in the. I'm surprised there isn't a Green Hand in the beginning of Star Trek 09 jerking off Captain Kirk. <laughs> there's a gr- well, there was. Well, there. I mean, I'm assuming that that lady's Green Hand jerked yeah. him off, but but there's there's a Green Hand in the credit sequence of Star Trek Beyond. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of references to episodes that are happening, and it's I guess George Kirk didn't stop Apollo from no no Apollo still Apollo didn't weep himself to death over the death of George Kirk. <laughs> Green hand. That's like that Simon Pegg shit. Like where Simon Pegg is like, I like this stuff, so yeah, I'm gonna put Star it in. He's a Star Trek fan. Yeah, and it's like he he talks about in commentary tracks and everything where he talks in that way that's like I'm obviously under contract. I yeah. can't shit talk these movies. Yeah, but I you can tell that I did not care for a lot of it. There was a t- there was an article I read where he talked about again. It was a similar thing where he was like, you could tell he was like, I can't really like say what I mean. Yeah, you know. But he he talks about like talking to J.J. Abrams about uh, writing, and Abrams is like, you just write it, <laughs> and you and, just make and it. Simon Pegg's like, all right, thanks, <laughs> right, like c- cool, like like. Simon Pegg, who's written like hit movies, like oh yeah, amazing right. movies, right? Like, yeah. JJ Abrams is like, just write it down, put it in, just do it, just put it in the movie. Fuck it. This reminds me, I was watching an interview with Ben Schwartz. Yeah, uh, Sonic. It was it was an interview about 
oh my god, my throat. Sorry. There's an interview about Sonic. And they were like, what did you think of the original CG? The original design yeah, for yeah, Sonic. Yeah, what do you say everything. to that, right? And he immediately goes, well, what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a huge power move. <laughs> it's funny. I watch like a lot of... Um, like NFL press conferences for the Eagles and shit. Like it's off season, so there's not a lot going on, and there's yeah. like shit that they're not allowed to talk about because like they just can't because of rules and like it's secret. Like it's like secrets, right? Like you it's can't talk secret. about. It. And they do the same shit where they're like, you could t- like the wheels are like spinning in their mind because they're like, how do I answer this, <laughs> right? Like you you can't like you just ben can't. Schwartz was like a fucking ballet dancer like leaping around the questions that he gave it like yeah. after he was like well what do you think the interviewer was like oh you know i thought there was room for improvement because yeah. you know he didn't want to offend him right and ben schwartz goes you know the fans of sonic are some of the most passionate fans in the world and they really wanted their voices to be heard and they did and i think that's really wonderful right it's such a Which politics is really move. Like, everybody was mad as fuck and they hated us, yeah. but now they like us because we fixed our mistake. I mean, I I've talked about my theory on uh, the continue casts a bunch about how I think it was all done on purpose. Uh, it was all that's like a big theory that a lot of people kind of yeah. got behind. Because yeah. I mean, like the weirdest thing is like it's free they advertising. had this god awful design. Yeah. That they had to take back and like over the course of six months, like correct the entire movie beginning to end, right? Into a new design, and the new design is better than Sonic has looked in Ever. like any game. Yeah. So, if, could it be that they had it the whole time in the wings waiting? Even if even if they didn't do it on purpose, they certainly used it to their advantage, which is smart. Oh, yeah. Like that's it like a super smart, smart to do, but also it's a little disingenuous if you because it's like you could have just. Like, what fucking, like, tests audience, like, saw this shit and was like, yeah, I like when he has weird teeth and tiny weird eyes. Like, nobody, nobody <laughs> thinks, like, it's weird as fuck. Like, nobody said that. The whole, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that I've heard about it is, like, the producers and, like, the suits who were in charge behind the scenes were like, we want it to be realistic. We want him to look like a hedgehog. Like we don't like that. He looks yeah. like a cartoon character. Yeah. That's probably we just want him the, to look like a hedgehog. That's probably just them being ignorant to things. Or again, it could be an evidence to it, them pushing this like agenda of like, we're going to change it and we're going to look like we're heroes and we'll and get free advertising and people will go see it. Yeah. It absolutely worked. I mean, like, I, I wasn't going to watch the movie, and now when it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, I'll rent it. Yeah, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> like, I was a huge fucking Sonic fan when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I fucking loved Sonic. And then all the games got really bad. Yeah, they got super bad. And all the adaptations got really bad. <laughs> what did I say on the continue cast? I said, uh, Sonic is the Ryan Reynolds of the video game universe or something like that. How is that? It's, it was like some like some leap I made that made sense to me at the time. It was something like that. I forget because he's like the bad boy. And he's like sarcastic and I guess it's tr- true in a way because Ryan Reynolds really did fall off and he was in a lot of garbage for a long time and now he's back. <laughs> now he's back. Yeah, it's it's their career arcs are very similar. Yeah, like Sonic is the only video game mascot who fell off and came back. Yeah, yeah, and like because I got Sonic Mania. That game's like fucking great. Yeah. 
Looking I, at you, I don't Pac-Man. foresee myself becoming a big Sonic fan ever again. You know, fucking t- once bitten, twice shy, right? That's right. right. That's so. right. I'm not going to be a fan until they make his eyes weirdly small again. <laughs> I want him to have human teeth. Yeah, I want him to way? have perfect human teeth. Like, Ugh. perfect. Like, every tooth is the same tooth perfect. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> it, like, molars. They're all, bum- yeah, whatever that is. They're all that tooth. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who looked at that. And, like, more to the point to that conspiracy theory, everybody who listens to the show knows that I'm the skeptic of the two of us. Yeah, I'm the more conspiracy theory. I'm the molder, but, you're the scully. Yeah, I'm hotter. Um, <laughs> True. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, until you get into the Speedo, right? Yeah, until I get on um, the vibrating bed. The uh, more, To that conspiracy theory's credit... If you look at all the different shots of bad Sonic, he doesn't look the same in any of them. Yeah. Like, it looks like a different model. It looks different. Every one of them. Like, they changed all of it, which, like... Maybe up until, maybe like, the to. release of the trailer, they were still changing his design. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on board with this conspiracy theory. I think that a lot of that goes on. A lot of it... A lot of this outrage is, like, manufactured, and a lot of it's, like on purpose because it's like it's like the era of like lie to everybody right then that's i feel like that's it's, what we're it's doing smart on their part as well because yeah. they're uh they came out with this idea for a movie that people were like not on board with right sonic the hedgehog comes into the real world and becomes friends with james marsden <laughs> yeah and uh the movie like, we were all clamoring in- to see he lives in a small town called Green Hills. Right. And, like, he live, He fucking goes on adventures in the real world. And, like, everybody was like, this is stupid as fuck. I don't want to see yeah, this. Yeah, but then they changed the narrative real quick yeah. with him being but weird looking. the narrative became about the design yeah. entirely. They didn't have to change anything about the story. Yeah, once and the design... accepted it entirely. I'm telling you, man. It's it's decided that there's, like, formulas where they're like, I'm, I'm telling you that they run this shit in numbers. And they're like... We won't have to change the story. They won't care about the story if there's a, a thing we if, fix. If it is on purpose, it's ingenious. It is it's, an it's, absolutely I would say genius it's insidious. Plan. I'd say it's insidious. Well, nobody gets their body dumped or anything except the horror Sonic, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> so I wouldn't call it insidious. It is um, manipulative. Manipulative, I will say that. yeah. It is very manipulative. It's like you're tricking uh, a child, which I guess is what they're are. doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like marketing 2.0. If yeah, the, if that's the route they went, like you create your own fake outrage and then fix it. Right, you're your own hero. You fix your own. Well, you problem. create your own. You create the problem and then market the solution. Right, that's like marketing 101. Yeah, create the problem, market the solution. Yep, that's brilliant. Maybe I am a conspiracy theorist. Well, now you are. I sold you on this one. I was always a little... I had one foot in the boat on this oh, one. On this one, like I, yeah. I feel like I still do have one foot in the boat, but I'm maybe imbalancing my weight on I've, that foot. I'm also one foot. I'm not both feet in on this one. I mean, it could yeah. just be that they're idiots. I mean, that's the obviously the, the simpler yeah. answer is that they're That's morons. Occam's razor yeah. on this one. Yeah. Like, they, didn't, they just didn't see that it looked bad because they were too up their own butts. Yeah, I mean, like, fucking look at the... It could be, like, a horribly troubled production up until a certain right. point as well. Like, look at the way the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah. went. Which, by the way, if you're a patron of ours on patreon.com slash podcast, you can look forward 
to a commentary track on the Super Mario oh Brothers movie. Oh my god. Because that's the one that won the poll. Oh my god. I'm psyched as fuck for that one. That's gonna be an hour and a half that feels like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty action-packed movie. It moves along at a fairly good I, clip. I saw it in the movie theater, and that's the last time I've ever seen it. I don't remember any of it. Oh, man. I've seen it a bunch. Like, I loved it as a kid. And, like, everybody else hated it. And I was like, why? And then when I got a little older, I was like, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, Daisy's cute. Yeah, she is cute. <laughs> and, like, when I got a little older and realized, like, well, it's an adaptation of Mario Brothers. Yeah. like It should have something to do with it, right? <laughs> yeah, Mario Brothers... <laughs> Needs to be Mario, bro. Like th- that's a real simple, like one to one conversion. You know, like, just make a cartoon. Yeah, you know, yeah. make a cartoon movie. We're the Mario Brothers, and playing or plumbing's our game. That's what it is. We found the secret warp tunnel working on the drain. <laughs> Fucking that show is so terrible, but I love uh, it so much. I was home the day it aired. I was sick, and I I was like, oh, when is this coming out? And it came on, and I was like, yeah, you lived in a fever dream my, where you you were dude, the only one who got that show. <laughs> my mind exploded. I was like, what the fuck, dude. I think you've said that before, and I've said this before, but I would fucking sprint full speed to home see it. so I could watch the show. Yeah. And I couldn't watch the Mega Man show because it came on before. Right. So I had to, like, tape it. I had the VCR set to tape it. That's incredible. Remember fucking taping things? Yeah. Like, I had uh, the episode with Gutsman's ass, the famous Gutsman's ass episode. (laughs) I had... I had the uh, he's gonna he's gonna hurt Mr. Lincoln yeah. episode. Yeah. You should send those to uh, the Twitter. Just send, just find them and <laughs> God, that's in my mom's house somewhere. I bet it is in, in like a pile of old VHSs. I had a VHS of uh, the Mario Super Show too. But yeah, it was like official. Yeah, I had that too. I had that same one. I got it for Christmas. Uh, King Mario of Cramalot. Yeah, Cramalot. Oh my God, I used to draw that cover. I used to like. Trying to yeah. draw all the Koopa and, and all that stuff. Yeah, like, it didn't matter how badly you drew the Koopa, because they already fucked it. They already looked like, like a goofball. <laughs> I have an old VHS of a, speaking of Fred Savage, a Fred Savage, like, dinosaur claymation and animation short. It's like a half really? hour of him, like, he. it's like, the. I used to watch it all over and over. It's like, he's got to do a project for school. He doesn't know what to do, so he does dinosaurs and like. Holy fuck! This sounds so familiar. And they, I bet you I can find it, and it's probably on YouTube. And like he just talks about dinosaurs, and like it cuts away to like different either claymations or animations of dinosaurs doing things. It's really bizarre yeah. and weird. This sounds really, really. You've seen it. You've seen it. If you're if you're of that time, you've seen it. There was a show that they used to show it. This is like a shoot the shit. Oh yeah, we're just going. Yeah. Um, this there was a show when I was a kid that they would wheel in the little TV at school for, and it was a show about writing. And this kid had these magical ruby gloves. I remember this. Holy and he, fuck! He was like, he was like, it wasn't the page master. It was something else. It was like. I God, vaguely, I, I totally, but he he had like his his gloves had the power to like change things in the in, yes. the in the magic world based on what he wrote down. I'm looking it up. 
And oh there was, God. like, a wizard and shit. Like, I found the name of this not long ago, but I, it took me fucking years. So, damn, dude. if you find it quickly, then I haven't uh, you tried it. a lot harder than me. It's it's one of those weird 80s, early 90s things that just existed in a bubble. Like, they just remember when they just make things and be like, here, it's out. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> this exists yeah. now. It's consume this. Before, like, everything got, like, uh marketed the shit like in the 90s everything was just like now it's marketable yeah you don't get a whole lot of like um straight garbage that's entertaining for (laughs) how bad it is on tv anymore riverdale (laughs) well yeah okay you got riverdale you know there's another archie show coming on yeah i know i know there was gonna be a josie and the pussycat spinoff oh it's not even that it's katie keen Oh, what is, is she a Archie comic lady? Yeah, she's an Archie comic character. She's a fashion designer. Oh. Yeah, is it going to be like super gritty like Riverdale though? I don't know. It seems like everyone around her is super gritty, but she's like Pollyanna. Oh, yeah. Which might be a fun dynamic, I don't know. I mean, but that's like Sabrina and yeah, Sabrina. Riverdale and Katie Keene and Josie and the Pussycats is going to happen for sure. I, I feel like Sabrina's like got some quality. Like Sabrina's pretty good. Sabrina's pretty good. There is There are moments that like, especially in the new season. Yeah, in the new season for sure. It's full. It took me right the fuck out. It's full Riverdale, dude. Like as soon as the show starts, you're like, oh, this is Riverdale. There's so many references to Riverdale in that in that season. Oh, yeah. They go to Riverdale. They go to it. And they go to Cheryl's grand. They go to Cheryl's like parents farm. Like that's where she lives. Like when they oh, get yeah? that thing out of the crown out of the tree. That's dude, the. Yeah. That's her grandfather. Who <laughs> I'm waiting, for, dude. Zane and I sat down one day and we talked about like a like a, a crossover, and we came up with like the craziest shit. Like it, I was like, we this is amazing. They need it should be like Scooby Doo. Like the the Riverdale crew goes to uh, Baxter High. Where, what's the town? Uh, Green Greendale, the Sabrina town, and they gotta like go to like a haunted mansion and like it's gotta be like Scooby Doo, man. Dude, the perfect setup. Speed buggies there. <laughs> of course. Uh, fucking Scooby Doo's drunk hick cousin is there. The white Scooby Doo with the hat. <laughs> fucking. Drew, uh, what's his name? Dog Doodly Doo? Something, something weird. Dog Doodly Doo. It's that's something. His name. I don't know. The fucking. The perfect way to do the crossover is the pagans who left Greendale go to Riverdale. Yeah, they go to Riverdale. And like the like Sabrina follows them. Yeah, and to try and like uh, make sure they never go back to they Green never Air. go she, back. She yeah. teams up with the Archie crew. Yeah, and the Archie crew is like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, they're like, magic is real. You're Satan's daughter. What the shit?" A better a better crossover idea in my brain is that a bunch of secondary characters that are just sort of background characters <laughs> in Riverdale They're killing turn them out off. to be in a cult. Uh, that's already happened. They already did that. Oh shit! Well, this one's satanic. Well, they're in a uh, organ stealing cult in the show. So. Oh well, this one's satanic, and they're actually witches. And what's his name is in it from Silver Spoons? The kid. The kid. Yeah, he's a, a grown up now. But he oh. he's like the leader of the cult. Why did that surprise me for a second? That, like <laughs> he grew up. Of course he fucking grew up. <laughs> TV like, exists in a bubble. He just he's the Silver Spoons kids forever. <laughs> uh, 
You know what? We've not been talking about this episode for a half hour. So <laughs> we talked about other things longer than the show. Yes. Uh, we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you who tune into our show and enjoy it because we have a fucking great time making it, obviously. Yeah. That we just kept making it even after we should have stopped. <laughs> it happens. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of all this enjoyment, then you can uh, send us in an email to be a part of our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. But maybe more importantly, <laughs> you you should also become our patron yeah. at patreon.com slash mclasspodcasts. You can get a lot of things for as low as $1 a month. You get the episode of emails a week early. No, 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 no. Did I do it? <laughs> No, Is that five dollars? No. That's five dollars. Well, then spend five dollars. At one dollar a month, you get access to high quality <laughs> wallpapers of every piece of art for M Class podcast as we produce them. Yeah. You get access to a Discord that we sometimes chill in, but is full of Star Trek fans and M Class fans who are ready to just touch you the way you want to be touched. <laughs> You, you get uh, yeah. access to behind-the-scenes blogs, and you also get access to everything we ever make eventually. Right. And it's that a- includes uh, the commentary tracks, the Shoot the Shit podcast, which is basically what you've been listening to for the past half hour. You're about welcome. All types of different topics. You get M-Class Etc., where we talk about something related to Star Trek, like, we talked about Galaxy Quest on that bitch. Yeah. You get uh, audio logs. I put up an audio log, like, a week ago. I just thought about that. I gotta do yeah, another like one. I, like, I put up an audio log about a week ago, and uh, it's about uh, Bacchus showing up instead of Apollo. <laughs> oh, we get wasted. We get Is he wasted an ice cream Bacchus? He is not ice cream Bacchus. Oh, that's, he is regular Bacchus. That's what I want ice cream Bacchus. <laughs> Uh, there's three security logs, which are mine, and there's two science logs so far, and I'm planning on doing a lot more. Yeah, I gotta make another really science fun. log about peeners. Oh, I love peeners. I mean, wait. Um, <laughs> uh, you can, su- and most of all, you support what we do. That's really the most important part. We have a lot of really diehard fans who love what we do, and that like means the world to me. Yeah, thank you very much. We love you. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find that boy on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. And on Spotify, just type in Vitizen. I think he's on Bandcamp as well. Oh, cool. You just search for Vitizen. That's easy. Give him money. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M-Class goodness. Oh, bye-bye. Bobilum. <laughs> oh, God, Bobilum's back. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs>